0: All right. Here we are. It's Friday. It's October 9th. How you doing, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the John Riley Project. Um, wow, this is episode 174. Man, we're uh, I'm really proud of that. I share that number all the time at the start of the show because, you know, most podcasters only do like seven or eight episodes, um, but we're just going strong. And I, I just enjoy this so much. It's great opportunity to just sort of express my opinion, to invite conversation, love having guests, um, just having so much fun doing this podcast. And for all of you that have been following and viewing and listening and, and being a part of this with me, geez, thanks so much. You know, I have a lot more that I really want to do with this. Um, it's just a great it's just a great opportunity for self-expression. And that's why I call this the John Riley Project, because I'm learning as I go and I'm, you know, I'm kind of adjusting and changing some of the things that I discuss. And I think there's still a great opportunity for a lot of you know, I, commercial opportunities with this if, once I kind of get organized around it. And and those are things that I'm really looking forward to pursuing. But, you know, just right now, I'm, I'm just uh, want to get into a few topics, but, you know, this podcast is all about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And man, I, I love that phrase. I bring it up all the time because I, I think as Americans, it's like a really important uh, part of what defines America, what makes America Truly, a great place. That this is a nation founded on our inalienable rights of of liberty, of individual rights that we own our life. We you own you, <laughs> and from this, I mean, there's a lot of things we can discuss: politics, economics, business. You know, pursuing your own happiness in the way that you wish. So yeah, there's a lot of different paths that we can go with. But today we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about the the Michigan governor and um, the the threat of the kidnapping that that was in the news like within the last few days. Um, This is also, it's Friday, so I'm going to have some fun. This will be an Ask Me Anything kind of segment, so we invite your questions and comments in the live stream. Feel free to share your your thoughts. If you have any questions for me, you know, no matter what they happen to be, feel free to zing them over and I'll engage and answer your questions. Um, But uh, yeah, before we get into all of this, I just... I really want to take a moment and just reflect briefly on the San Diego Padres, and you know their season came to an end last night. They um, they lost to the Dodgers, but man, what a great ride this has been for the San Diego Padres! You know, here in San Diego, we I joke we have the San Diego sports curse, and in many ways, you know, we've never won major uh, major sports championships here in San Diego, and. It's wonderful that, you know, finally our baseball team is competitive again. The first time in the playoffs in 14 years, the first time they've won a series in the playoffs in 22 years. So after, you know, the Chargers moved out of town and we're dealing with all this COVID business, it sure is nice to have the Padres doing really well and you know, they got to a point they just ran out of guys. They ran out of pitching. Um, their pitching was exhausted. Their top two starters were injured and they were facing the best team in all of baseball. So no shame in losing to the LA Dodgers. Uh, but I am really, really proud of what they've accomplished. And I'm not really down or disappointed. I'm encouraged. I'm optimistic. I think the future is really bright for this team and. As a San Diegan, as a baseball fan, I I couldn't be more enthused. So I I think the the, the 2020s, this decade, could be a a decade where the Padres are able to be extremely successful. Hopefully some of their players win some national awards. And the team hopefully hopefully can bring a championship to San Diego, something we've been starving for. I think the last major sports championship— in professional sports was in 1963 when the the Chargers and the AFL won it all. But um, I'm just really happy. I'm really pleased that they did so well this year. So I'm going to now decide who my rooting interests are with. It, It won't be the Dodgers. So it'll be Atlanta, probably in the National League. And then the tonight will be the the final game game 5 amongst the Yankees and Rays here at Petco so I'll definitely be rooting for the Rays there and then the other side of it is the Astros you got to root against them um wow. So imagine if the Yankees win that series, I might actually be rooting for the Yankees over the Astros, but hopefully the Rays win. Um, hopefully the Rays or the Braves may end up being victorious. Um, be nice to see the Dodgers come up another year, falling short of their goal. Um, you know, if nothing else as Padre fans, you know, we kind of get joy when the Dodgers have some struggles. So, um, and um what else uh just the a couple of other things again this is a friday i'm kind of bouncing around here a bit but The, the political season, man, is just going nuts. And so it's October 9th and, you know, Trump is, is becoming unhinged in a lot of ways and they they were going to make the debate virtual. Now he doesn't want to debate and some people think he's trying to avoid the debates. It's just crazy. And he's making some really outrageous comments and it's, it's just getting really nonsensical, which we kind of expected as we got into October and but even here at the local level, there have been some mailers that have been put around um, town that were criticizing the Republicans um, around issues like um, like sex trafficking. And they were using photography of our local council person, Kaylin Frank with her daughter in the picture, you know, standing right next to her campaign sign. You're thinking, oh, my God, like, who's behind this? And I know they're investigating with the DA, but just some outrageous hit pieces coming out um, linking really linking Cailin Frank with with child sex trafficking. I mean, come on, what are you talking about? And then there was also I saw another mailer being circulated and people are sharing photography of this on Facebook, but it's of uh you know mayor Steve Voss and people are you know coming down on him cuz he's running for supervisor in San Diego County so it's just you know, they're making fun of him as the singing cowboy and they were criticizing his policies and they were rightfully calling him out for some of the things that he said, you know, back in the 90s and the early 2000s, back when he was a lot more, how should I say, a m- lot more aggressive as a right winger. You know, he was a guest on the Alex Jones show called uh, uh, President Obama a terrorist, you know, made a lot of you know, claims that, frankly, were pretty outrageous. So, um, and, you know, some of his music that way as well. But at any rate, people are condemning him for this. And people, you know, the, these hit pieces are coming out. It's being distorted. And you're just like, oh, my God. So I think speaking for myself, I'm looking forward to this election season finally relaxing. But it's something. It really is. Um But anyways, yeah, let's talk a little bit about this Michigan governor, um, Whitmer, Governor Whitmer, Gretchen Whitmer. And there were 13 people that were charged in a plot to kidnap her. And I'll just read this article from CNN.com. And there was an alleged domestic terrorism plot to kidnap Michigan Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer, according to federal and state officials. The alleged scheme included plans to overthrow several state governments that the suspects believed are violating the U.S. Constitution, including the government of Michigan and Whitmer. Um, six people were charged with federally with conspiracy to kidnap. Seven other people associated with the militia group Wolverine Watchmen were charged by the state, and and it goes on. And so first of all, this group Wolverine Watchmen. I don't know about you. I think about that movie. What was it? Red Dawn. I think it was one with Patrick Swayze and and um, they. Was that? I think it was the Russians It had invaded a town in Michigan, and the, the, the high school students were the Wolverines. That was their mascot, and they were fighting back. So this makes me think of that. But it's just, what's going on here, people? I mean, we, we got people that are threatening to kidnap or plotting to kidnap the governor. I mean, it's just getting out of hand. And I was thinking about this. I was talking to my wife about it, and we're thinking, well, imagine if they actually did kidnap the governor and some of these other officials. What are they going to do next? I mean, what are they, what's their plan? You know, if you kidnap the governor, you got to hold them hostage and what do you expect to get in return? And how does this end peacefully? I mean, it's a completely nuts, um, you know, idea. But what is interesting from all this and, and this is kind of the larger issue that I want to get to in this podcast is that. During, you know, things are going crazy right now. It's October, it's election season, but we're seeing all these groups fighting against each other. You know, one group is oppressing another group. Another group is violating the rights of a different group. In some cases, the government is cracking down on people. In some cases, the people are cracking down on government. And it's just all of this gamesmanship, a lot of these these groups that are at each other's throats. And I mean, think about with, with the case of Gretchen Whit, uh, Whitmer, the governor of Michigan. I mean, she got was heavily criticized by the people on the right because she like largely shut down the state of Michigan. Um, she made it illegal for you to leave your home unless you met certain criteria. And if you had a second home somewhere in the state, you weren't allowed to travel between the two of them. Um, she shut down businesses. I mean, she was violating the individual rights of people of Michigan, violating their inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And it's interesting how when we're in a pandemic like this, when we have an emergency, that somehow our rights no longer matter. Well, the whole point of a right is that, especially an inalienable right, is that it can't be taken away. It can't be taken away, of course, unless you're violating the rights of someone else and then you are held accountable for that. But the government is supposed to secure our rights, not violate them. So when when Governor Whitmer was shutting down vast parts of Michigan, you know, the, the right wing were criticizing her. I, I'm not really a right winger, but I was criticizing her. But then the people on the left were praising her. And, you know, because she is a Democrat, she you know is a self-identified progressive I know that at the time, this is back in June, I think she was a hopeful vice presidential pick for uh, for Vice President Biden. But at any rate, in my opinion, she went way the hell too far and issuing these executive orders. And in some cases, thankfully, the state Supreme Court has um, has peeled some of those back saying, you know, she went too far. But this is a case of government coming after the people. And now, of course, you see the people coming back against the government. In this case, a group of kidnappers and what they're plotting, what they're doing, obviously completely immoral and wrong. And the, the government stepping in and capturing them you know, before they can um, execute their plot. That's a good thing. That makes sense. But when, when the government is applying so much pressure to p- violate people's rights during this COVID crisis, then of course there's going to be a reaction. And so We have to be cognizant of that, that what's happening is all these different pressure groups are fighting because the different groups are trying to take away the rights of others. In this case, the governor was trying to violate the rights of Michigan citizens from simply traveling or going about their business, going about pursuing their happiness, even if they were doing it in a safe way. But then on the other hand, these kidnappers wanted to violate the rights of the governor by kidnapping her, by taking her away against her will. I mean, people are going crazy. And it's all about this notion of one group trying to oppress another group. Um, You know, when when the governor, I mean, the governor herself was essentially holding the Michigan people captive. In, their, in her own way. And that's what's kind of the irony of this whole thing, that the kidnappers want to kidnap someone that held other people captive. It's funny how it all works. So I I just, I, you know, this whole COVID thing, remember in the very beginning, they said 15 days to flatten the curve. And where are we now? I mean, we're, how many months has it been? It's been, um this is a month so it's been seven months since this this COVID thing's been going on. But yet um we are we are told fifteen days to flatten the curve, then the curve flattens and then they move the goalposts and they say no, we gotta wait for other benchmarks to be hit. And here in the state of California, I don't know if we're ever gonna get out of this. I don't know if this is ever gonna end. Um and all the while people's rights are essentially set aside. People's rights don't matter. Now, it's one thing, obviously, if a, if a place of business wants to make a mask mandatory, then by all means, that's fine. That's their place of business, and they can set the rules for those that come in to that business place. But when the government is actually shutting down businesses... That's going way the hell too far. We got to start opening up this economy. We got to allow people to make their own decisions because they actually have a right to their own life. They have a right to make choices for themselves. And many people like myself, I'm choosing to be safe. And when I do go out, I wear a mask, I'm socially distancing. I'm being careful. I'm being responsible. Uh, We have to give people that liberty to do it. So when these kidnappers are coming after Governor Whitmer, I don't advocate. I don't support that. I don't advocate for that. I think it's crazy. I think they should be condemned. But it's not a surprise. It's not a surprise that there would be some whack jobs on the fringe that would react this way. And now they're trying to say, are these Trump people, are they mo- the militia groups? Apparently they are militia, but are they Republicans? Um, you know, of course, people jump immediately to the fact, are, there, are they white men, which, you know, kind of makes me, you know, a little bit concerned because I'm a white male and I'm am I being lumped in with these people? Hopefully not. But at any rate, uh, I think we're learning now that some of these people aren't even Trump supporters. They're not Trump supporters. They're not Biden supporters. They're frankly, they're they're anarchists. they are people that don't believe in any rules at all, no rules, and that 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 in and of itself is terribly immoral. So it's like things that we're going into crazy land, people, and it's amazing how this is all playing out. and And then, and again, I'm I'm kind of bouncing around here. And again, this is an Ask Me Anything segment. If you have questions, feel free to share these with me. I'll be happy to to answer those for you. But even then, today, I'm, you know, kind of get my day started and, you know, I poke my nose into Facebook and see what some of my friends and other people are up to. And there is just this constant rant still going on about Jeff Bezos. People furious that Jeff Bezos is so rich and they're fighting against this notion of income inequality. And what they want to do is they want to tax the rich. They want to come after Bezos and other rich people. And again, pressure groups, one group wanting to use the power of government to violate the rights of others. And um, we're seeing it here as well. And it's interesting, people, they conflate Bezos and Amazon, they'll say Bezos never paid any taxes. Well, we don't really know the answer to that, do we? Because Bezos files an individual tax return. His company, Amazon, for a few years didn't pay corporate income taxes. But in my opinion, that's a good thing. (laughs) That makes sense that they didn't pay corporate income tax because, A, they had many years of losses and so they were able to take their existing year's profits and offset the losses from prior years, and they have a net negative, so there's no income to pay taxes on. That makes sense. At the same time, when they did have extra cash flow in their business, they reinvested it back into the business. That reinvestment has turned into new facilities. we got a brand new Amazon facility here in Poway, and um, that's, that's going to create more jobs Some of them are going to be modest paying jobs that'll be above the minimum wage, but there's going to be other jobs that'll be supervisory and and will be paying even more. But they've been creating all kinds of jobs within their corporate headquarters as well as their business has expanded. They've been putting money into automation. Some people would criticize that as damaging jobs, but it's actually funding that automation, which then pays for people in all these other industries that are creating that technology for Amazon, making the whole operation all the more efficient, which translates into lower prices for customers, which translates into more money cascading through the system. All good stuff all good stuff. But people still continue to condemn Amazon. I mean, even during this COVID-19 crisis, Amazon has been something of a savior. You know, when, when we didn't want to go to the grocery store, we didn't want to go shopping because we wanted to be safe. We wanted to protect our family and loved ones. We used Amazon and we had products that were delivered right to our door. That's a huge win. And yet Amazon continues to be crucified continues to be crucified because they didn't pay tax. Well, they did pay tax even in the years where they didn't pay federal income tax. Amazon paid state income tax. They paid sales. They paid sales tax when when, when and where they had to. They paid payroll taxes. They paid local taxes. They paid international taxes. So when people say Amazon paid no taxes, it's a lie. It's not true. But really, and I've mentioned this before, corporations shouldn't pay any taxes at all, in my opinion, because corporations don't pay taxes. People pay taxes. People are the ones that pay the tax. If you're a owner of a corporation, you're a shareholder. Well, then, yeah, the profits you earn, you're going to pay taxes on that. But if you're a customer, the money that you spend with that company is ultimately what pays for those corporate taxes people pay the tax. And then if you are an employee of that company and you're seeing your uh, wages squeezed partly because they've got to pay taxes, well, then indirectly employees pay for that. So when people are coming down on Amazon for not paying taxes, I'm like, they shouldn't be paying taxes because there was either no income to show because of the, the prior year losses, or they were reinvesting their dollars back into their business, which is a good thing. And then, frankly, they, they, corporations shouldn't be paying taxes in the first place. But people use this as an example of one group applying pressure on another. People will say, we've got to get the rich. We've got to, we've got to make Amazon pay. We've got to make them pay. People want to control other people. And, and then- you see other groups that are attacking, you know, the right attacks, the left, the left attacks, the right people are attacking corporations. In some cases, corporations are pushing back and all these pressure groups are fighting amongst each other. And in every case, well, almost every case, they're all out to violate the rights of the other person. They're not so concerned about their own rights. They want to violate the rights of other people. Um, So, um, it, it's it's just remarkable. I, I just that's why I'm really looking forward to this political season ending. And by the way, I'm live streaming here on Facebook and YouTube. Um, if you're watching live right now, I I invite your comments and questions. This is Friday. I'm kind of you know spitballing here and um, would enjoy a little bit of ask me anything and share your thoughts. Um, Lola J. What is, who's Lola J? Young man, I was once in your shoes. I said I was. On all fours, then on twos. Is this the someone's uh, quoting the 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 lyrics to YMCA? I think here. So um, yeah, welcome. You know, join us here on the live stream. We'll have a little bit of fun as we go here. Um, But I even see a lot of this pressure group politics playing out in my hometown. You know, I live here in Poway, a suburb of San Diego County, and we've got a measure on the ballot here in Poway, Measure P. That is all about changing the zoning laws so a now um, a shuttered golf course can be rezoned so housing can be built on that land. And so we're seeing all the other pressure groups coming out trying to prevent this from happening, trying to control other people what they can do with their property, control, um, you know. The way the city is planned. They want to stick their nose in other people's business. We're seeing this play out here with with Prop uh, or Measure P in Poway. So lots of pressure groups fighting against each other. And it's just getting insane here in October of 2020. It's October 9th. It's just going to get nuttier and nuttier. Um, And then, my God, what's going to happen when we get to election day? When that happens, election night is just going to be chaos. They're not going to have decisions made for probably weeks until after that. And all the while, people are going to be fighting amongst themselves. And you see how they play it out. The, The powers that be get all of us fighting amongst ourselves. The right versus the left, the red versus the blue. The conservatives against the liberals and progressives. We're, they they get us all fighting amongst ourselves. It's like the magic trick. Always watch the other hand. The other hand is manipulating the system. So massive bailouts can go to all of these, um, th- those that have power and influence. And we as taxpayers are the ones that are getting worked over. We're the ones that are really getting screwed by all of this because they they get us fighting amongst ourselves. And we can see this continuing to play out at the national level and at the state level, at the local level. And in a previous podcast uh, earlier this week, I went through all the state propositions. And pretty much every one of those is about one group trying to control another group. It's about one group trying to force another group to comply with what the first group wants. And it's this battle. And I'm thinking, well, Wait a minute. We we have inalienable rights of life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, right? That's what this whole podcast is about. And what does that mean? It means that we own our own life and our life, our life should be our focus. Um, What we should be doing is looking for ways to be all we can be, to live our life and flourish and 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 have the best possible life we can. But what people do when you see in this political season is people aren't so concerned about them living the best life they can. They're concerned with controlling everyone else around them, even if they're peaceful people, even if they're not doing harm. They still want to control them so other groups can gain power. And it becomes this game of pressure politics. If we are If we have our inalienable rights of life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, if we have liberty, we should be able to choose how to live our own life. Yet other people want to restrict our ability to choose. And Governor Whitmer is a great example of that in how she shut down huge portions of the economy in the state of Michigan, prevented people from moving from one of their homes to another, prevented people from leaving their house unless they were doing so for a reason that was approved by the government, complete violation of what this nation is supposed to be all about. Yet it continues. Um, and yeah, so you look at the propositions um, that were there that on the ballot, and we talked about those earlier, rent control, um, you know, controlling uh, controlling people's ability to be an independent contractor or not. Um, controlling businesses and how much they should pay in taxes on, on, uh, on corporate owned property. I mean, the whole thing is one group battling against another group, but at no and ca- no level do people just say, Hey, wait a minute, you do you and I'll do me. And we'll each mind our own business and we'll voluntarily cooperate with other people. We'll work together where we have mutual shared goals But I am not going to oppress you, and you should not oppress me. Why can't we get to that? But during this political season, it's all about power. It's all about control for the politicians and for their groups. And they all play off of each other. And they have us fighting amongst ourselves like it's the Yankees against the Red Sox, like it's the Padres against the Dodgers. They get us fighting amongst ourselves. And when that happens, we all lose. And I don't think people realize that. So that's why I'm just really looking forward to the political season ending. Um, And we can get to a point where we can just live our own life and then we can focus on prosperity, you know, building our businesses and building our careers and focusing on our family. And and frankly, there's a lot of people that are smart enough where they just ignore all the political BS and they go about focusing on that. Um, That makes a great deal of sense. I do. I get hung up on a lot of this political stuff too, but I get hung hung up on it from the perspective of, I don't want to control anyone else. I want those people to stop trying to control me and others. I think there is an opportunity to change our focus and do it in a way that empowers individuals, empowers individuals To pursue their happiness and to live the best possible life. But what's happening is, is that these other pressure groups are trying to block that. They're trying to prevent people from pursuing their happiness. They're trying to prevent people from living their own life. And it's a shame. And the crazy thing is, is that they got everyone fighting Republican or Democrat, Democrat or Republican. One group's the good guy, one group's the evil group, you know. And in the end, And I shared this in the last podcast, how much changes, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat in the White House, how much really changes? You know, a few things change. Some things change around the fringes, but overall, things don't change much because the policies of the two parties are largely the same. And it's all about power and control for them and less individual rights, less inalienable rights for you and I. And it's, and it's, 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 it's awful. So, um, yeah. So, you know, Governor Whitmer, um, being potentially being kidnapped. That's, this is how it's gone completely off the rails and it's going to get worse between now and election day. It's going to get nuttier and nuttier. I, I, it's already getting nuttier here at the local level in the city of Poway. It's going to continue to get nuttier, um, Poway Don chimes in. It boils down to don't hurt people and don't take their stuff, a quote from Matt Kibbe. And exactly, exactly. Thank you, Poway Don. And Matt Kibbe, yeah, I know about Matt Kibbe. Um, He's another podcaster. He's very much uh, uh, a thought leader amongst a lot of libertarians. Yeah, don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. I mean, these are basic things we were taught as children not to hurt people and not to take their stuff. But then when people become adults, what happens? That's what it's all about. You know, right now people want to take stuff from Amazon. They want to make Amazon pay. They want to take stuff away from independent contractors and prevent them from having a job as an independent contractor. People want to hurt people and take their stuff. I mean, in the case of Governor Whitmer, she wanted to hurt people in the state of Michigan. She said she was doing it to protect them from COVID. But in the end, she hurt a lot of people and prevented them from living their own life. And now in turn, some crazies are trying to hurt her. It's nuts. And we're losing sight of what this nation is supposed to be about. This is a nation where people came to America in the latter part of the 19th century, in the time between the Civil War and World War I, where immigrants from all over the world flocked to America. They came here to seek opportunity, to give us your poor and huddled masses. They came here to live freely and to find opportunity and to live the American dream by making something of themselves. What happened to that? Not only are, are the policies put in, put in place right now blocking people from pursuing the American dream, or in other cases, rigging the system so certain people have a head start, certain people have the game rigged in their favor. We're seeing that. And at the same time, we've got an administration that's putting up walls <laughs> that pre- that prevent people from entering America, setting up travel bans, blocking visas of students and of of workers, legal visas, blocking those. They say they're against the illegal immigration. They're against legal immigration, too. So the whole concept of what America was about has been flipped on its head because of all these pressure groups. My good friend Bruce Uke, I love Bruce. What a man. He chimes in, nuttier won't end November 4th. Militia activity could increase if Democrats take control. And Bruce, you're right. It's I predict there's going to be violence um, after this election, and it doesn't matter if the right wing or the left wing win. It doesn't matter if Trump or Biden win. It doesn't matter. Other groups, the, the groups on the losing side are going to become violent and they're going to fight back. It's only a question of the degree. And in all cases, they're going to be trying to use pressure to oppress other people. And it works back and forth and back and forth. Rather than having a system where we all respect the rights of the people around us. Instead, everyone or not everyone, but a lot of these groups want to violate the rights of other people, want to control them, want power over them, want to elect politicians that will do their dirty work. Rather than just having a live and let live philosophy and letting people start businesses and build those businesses and grow those businesses, rather than cooking up schemes to shut those businesses down or restrict their growth or force the board of directors to meet a gender or racial quota, which is what Elizabeth Warren and a lot of the progressives want to see. These groups are all trying to get power over other groups. And then on the flip side of that, other groups, it's like the the um, was it who was said that it was um, uh, Dave Rubin commented on this, about how it's like the oppression Olympics. And all these different groups are fighting amongst each other. And, and in some cases, the victorious groups are claiming victory. But the ones that are losing, the victims, the, the groups that become victims are trying to claim who is the biggest victim, who is the most oppressed, so that they can get sympathy, so that they can get back on top and then become oppressing the others. And we're seeing it all play out like an oppression Olympics. And it's sad. So, you know, this is a podcast, (laughs) just me here on my soapbox sharing some thoughts. And I kind of had a pretty loose agenda today. I just wanted to share a few things off my chest. I'm looking forward to the end of this political season. Um, I'm looking forward to shifting some of the discussion in this podcast away from politics. There always will be some politics in this podcast, but I'm looking forward to talking more about ways that we can pursue our happiness, that we can live live wonderful lives, have successful businesses, to have lives that we leave a legacy and feel good about it. Those are the things that I really want to start focusing more on in this podcast because I think... I think it'll be a lot more valuable to my li- my listeners and viewers, to you out there. But I think it'll be way more rewarding for me because as I get into some of these topics, especially when I'm doing these solo podcasts, um, I, I can find myself just getting caught up in the swirl of the nonsense. You know, sometimes I spend too much time on Facebook and It skews my focus. It distorts my view of the world. And I think a lot of people are feeling that. And I think that's why there's a lot more hysteria online, a lot more attacks online. It's getting out of control. And I think we have to relax and we have to just focus on ourselves and looking for ways to improve our own lives rather than trying to control everyone else. Matthew Brannigan chimes in. I really enjoy your coverage of local politics as that's underserved. And thank you, Matthew. And I, I did. I actually I commented earlier in this podcast about the Cailin Frank and Steve Voss and some of the attack pieces that they're getting hit with. And, yeah, I'll, you know, it's funny I'll, as a podcaster, I, I always have mixed feelings about this because I started this podcast totally focused on local. The the first episodes we did were of interviewing candidates for Poway City Council, for Poway Mayor, and for Poway Unified School Board. And I love that. But as a podcaster, I wanna grow my audience. And and so when I keep focusing on local, 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 um, it in many ways restricts my ability to grow. But um, I know by having more of a niche audience, I'm gonna have a better chance to grow. Um, So I'm always kind of playing both sides of that. I'm going to continue to talk about local things um, here in my hometown of Poway, but I'm going to try to share it in a way that it's relevant to people that live in other parts of the country that may be experiencing similar things in their community. I'm going to continue to talk not just about things in my local hometown, but also things in my county, in San Diego County, in Southern California more broadly. Because I think we, a lot of us, we have shared values. And even for my friends like Bruce in Northern California, I'll talk about issues there. But I I still want to do it in a way that reflects my own values. And that's why this podcast is about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's about a live and let live mentality. It's about... Letting people have the freedom to live their life as they see fit. And I want to continue to put out more and more content that uses that as the foundation, the sort of the fundamental philosophy, but do it in a way that we're, we're going to be talking more about things we can do to be better. I, I've done some podcasts about some of these things, about journaling and about Addition by subtraction, which, by the way, I'm doing still a ton of it here at my house. I just did another huge run to the Goodwill uh, just this morning. It was fantastic. I am like literally cleaning out so much stuff in my house. It's unbelievable. Um, Addition by subtraction. And the the beautiful part of that is, is it's giving me more liberty. It's giving me more freedom, more peace of mind, less clutter physically and in my mind so that I can pursue my own happiness rather than getting dragged down by all this stuff. And it feels so damn good. I'm going to be doing a lot more content in that direction. And I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. But I think politically, I'll still be talking about it, but it'll be more about the philosophy and why that philosophy makes sense On a way to live your life And we'll talk About politics in ways Because frankly there's a lot of Yahoo's out there that want to prevent you from living Your life the way you want to And we'll comment on that But I am looking forward To the end of this political season I'm looking forward to not having to talk about The governor of Michigan potentially being Kidnapped I mean it's just ridiculous what, What's going on here folks So um, I don't have much left here. This is kind of a short podcast. It's kind of spitballing today. I don't have a really a full agenda. Um, I do have on Monday, you know, Matthew, we're going to talk local on Monday. Chris Olps will be joining us. Chris Olps is a candidate for Poway City Council. Um, he's ran for office, I think, once, maybe twice before. He's a good guy. He announced his candidacy for Poway City Council right here on this podcast in May of last year. And I haven't had a chance to really talk to him much since then. Um, looking forward to that. That'll be Monday, um, the 12th at 2 p.m. And then Friday the 16th at 2 p.m. I'll have Jennifer Klein on. She is a local musician and an artist right here from Poway. And we'll we'll learn more about some of her music and some of the projects she's working on and the things that she's doing to pursue her own happiness. And I think that'll be really special. So, um, yeah, Matthew, I'll still cover local stuff and I'll still touch on politics, but gee whiz, I'm this, when this political season is over, I think I'm going to be happy. And, and to your point, Bruce, it's going to be nuts even after the election there. Yeah. Is there going to be increased militia activity? Probably. And it's ridiculous. Um, we're all losing sight of why. We're on this planet. We're all losing sight about living our own life, but instead trying to control the lives of others. And it's a sad thing. Um, let me just share this final quote. And I think this kind of summarizes it, but maybe from an angle you've never considered. And it's this is a quote from Gretchen Whitmer, the, the governor of, of, of Michigan. And she said, And this is a comment that she's talking about abortion um, because she was a legislature legislator before she was the governor. And she said so many of these decisions are made in a vacuum with a bunch of men sitting around a table deciding what a woman's rights should be, what are access to health care, trying to control women by controlling our bodies. Now, in this case, Gretchen Whitmer gets it. She, understood, she understands that these, these, in this case, these men shouldn't be enacting policies to control women's rights to their own body. There she gets it. In fact, when I look back at my own personal history and how I um, began to shape my own political views, it was when I was a student at UC San Diego. Bruce and I were, were students there together. Uh, it was the abortion issue was really the seminal issue that really shaped me. It was the whole idea of pro-choice and having choice over your body, choice over yourself. And I thought that was really powerful. And I think Gretchen Whitmer gets it in that category, but she completely loses sight of it in other categories. And it's a shame. Um, Poway Don, another comment from him. He says, I came late. So sorry if, if you mentioned it. Any thoughts on the Amazon Fresh moving into the old Atlas market located by Target? So here we're, we're in some kind of local local yokel Poway stuff here. But at the intersection of Pomerado and Twin Peaks, where I often talk about the Poway protesters, they're out there every Sunday morning and it's the Trump people and the anti-Trump people and they're fighting amongst each other. And I've done two podcasts on them. In that same shopping center on that same corner, there is a a large grocery store that just was left vacant. In fact, I think it used to be an Albertsons like 10 years ago, and then they closed and, and it was vacant for a while. Then an international grocer moved in and was catering to People that wanted Middle Eastern food and and um, Latino food and and Asian food. It was a very interesting market. I used to go in there sometimes. They had a great food court um, and really be you know kind of experiment with a lot of other food. And that finally closed. And now they're talking about putting in a new store in that location. The city council just approved the architectural plan for that store and actually the remainder of that shopping center, including Target and including the postalanics for where my buddy Dennis is, who, by the way, Dennis, I owe him now. He, he's a Dodger fan. We always bet. And the Dodgers beat the Padres. So I got to buy Dennis lunch. But um, that whole shopping center is going to eventually be reformed uh, and transformed into a new new look, which is great. And people are now wondering who's going in. Is it going to be Amazon? Is it going to be Whole Foods? Um, Poway Don thinks it will be Amazon fresh. Has that been made official? I think it's only been suspicions. I hope it's Amazon. I hope it would be something innovative. Um, we need more grocers in town. Absolutely. I know for me, when I go grocery shopping, I usually go to the Albertsons that's here in Rancho Bernardo, which is close to my house. But I would love to go there as an alternative. Um, I also do a lot of grocery shopping at Costco. Lately, I've been going a lot more to the Poway Costco. Even though it's on the other side of town, I get in and out and back home faster than if I go to the one in Carmel Mountain. But I would love it if Amazon went in there. And I'm a big supporter of Amazon. And I've talked about it earlier on the podcast. I mean, people, there's so many people that are just so down on Amazon. To me, Amazon is a success story. I think Jeff Bezos is a hero. I think he should be given all the accolades he deserves so much as an innovator, as a a person that has created a tremendous amount of wealth, not just for him, but all throughout the economy. I think Jeff Bezos is an American hero. Um, And what he's done with Amazon to transform the way retail works online so that we can buy products, have them shipped to us and do it safely and conveniently and often for less money is awesome. Fantastic. And they're now expanding into grocery. Fantastic. We need more innovation. We need some out-of-the-box thinkers that are going to make, um, you know, make commerce all the better, more efficient, more interesting, more more value, more variety. I think it's fantastic. I hope Amazon moves in there. I've never experienced an Amazon fresh. Have any of you? I'd love to hear about it. Um, Poway Don says, if you look at existing Amazon stores, it looks just like the artist's rendition, including the green shopping carts. Yeah, I, that, people were doing that. I remember online, they were looking at the architectural drawing and matching it up with real photos of Whole Foods and Amazon. And I think they saw some similarities to both. But I, I do agree. It seemed like more people saw that it likely was going to be an Amazon. But the shopping center has not announced who it's going to be. I think they're not announcing because they know the minute they say it's Amazon, there's going to be a certain faction of people that are going to be angry because they don't like Amazon, because they think that Amazon doesn't pay their people enough. Never mind the fact that Jeff Bezos raised the entry level wage to above the minimum wage. He pays $15 an hour. These are the people that fight for 15, the whole fight for 15 movement. Bezos is doing it, and yet he still is criticized. So it's, it's all the envy, the envy of those that are wealthy and successful, and people are going to want to keep trying to tear him down. And that's what it's all about. And again, these people want to control Bezos. These people want to control Amazon. They don't want to focus on their own life. They want to focus on controlling other people's lives. And I think it's wrong. So I do hope Amazon goes in there because I'd love to experience something new. We have too many Albertsons and Vons and Ralphs and Stater Brothers, be nice to have something different and experience something different. I'd imagine if it was an Amazon store, maybe it'll be a hub for grocery delivery as well as a retail location where you can go pick things up. I think that'd be great. So I think we'll find out very soon what goes in there. Poway Don, one of my fellow followers. Does it look like your icon, I think, is, is that like, not the Poway logo, but I've seen that before. That might be from the city of Poway's website. Um, Matthew goes on to say Aldi is going to be great, too. Yeah, there's an Aldi up in Escondido. I don't know if you've ever been in it, but it's right next to where my mother lives. And that's a really interesting store. It's like you go in and it's kind of like a grocery store, but it's got some other oddball things in there as well. It's probably things they're getting discounts on. And the checkout line, it was a little bit different. the The person at the checkout counter had this little miniature desk that they would use to check things out. Um, And I know that as as customers, you know, it's kind of on us to bag our own things and they find these opportunities to make it more efficient. I thought Aldi was pretty interesting. I'd like to go back in there and spend some more time and really fully understand it. So they're going to put one in Poway. Terrific. Um, I think that's great. Um, I think you know, the previous grocer there was what Vons, I think, that was in that shopping center on Poway Road. They're putting in the Aldi. And what's the other one? Is it the um, is it White Cap Tools, I think, which is a power tool company, kind of inexpensive power tools, which is odd that they would put that there. Um, I guess we'll find out more about it. But yeah, I think it's going to be terrific. Um, Amazon potentially going in uh, the shopping center where Target is next to Target. And then The Aldi is going to be open real soon. I know Mary Shepardson's always out on the street taking photos and posting those um, on some of the various Poway Facebook groups, sharing that with everybody. Oh, Harbor Freight. My bad. Harbor Freight. But Harbor Freight is another um, company that sells tools, right? I think it is. So Harbor Freight's going to go in there. So if that'll be interesting to see what they decide to do there because there's a Lowe's right down the street that sells tools. There's a home Depot up the Hill that sells tools. What are they going to do? That's going to make them different. They might be selling more inexpensive tools. That might be their thing, but that's an odd. That's, that's that was a curious choice when they were putting a Harbor freight in there, but who knows? Maybe they'll be selling things there that are a little different that are unexpected. We'll find out. Um, but yeah, a lot going on in Poway. Um, and even even if you look at the Poway protesters, I mean, if you really break down what they're talking about, it's all about controlling other people. The Our, our Trump uh, supporters will say they're about freedom, but they're not. They want to control other people. They're for freedom for themselves, but power and control over others. And it's true. I mean, we can look at the trade war and immigration and a lot of other issues. They want power over others. They want freedom for themselves, but not for others. And then you look at the anti-Trump people and look at their signs and what they're uh, talking about. They want freedom for themselves, but they want power over other people to make other people pay for the services that they want, make other people pay for a single payer health plan, make other people pay higher uh, minimum wages. And we can go on down the list. In both cases, both street corners, they want one side to have power over the other side. I've often thought about it'd be kind of fun to go out there, get there early enough on a Sunday morning and go to one street corner and just bring a table and a chair and set up um, a sign just like that, that recurring meme. What's that guy's name? Is it Matthew Crowder? Um, That he's sitting there and he's got a cup of coffee and it says, change my mind. I should do that. And I should just come up and say um, neither one of these these parties and neither one of these agendas is going to really solve your problems. Change my mind. I, I should do that. That'd be fun. Um, okay, I'm, I'm just rambling and yambling at this point. So unless there are any other comments or questions, I'm going to wrap this up. We're at 53 minutes. It's Friday. It's October 9th. I hope you all have a great weekend. Hope you celebrate your uh, Friday night and weekend with family and friends um, and make the most of it and live your life and pursue your own happiness. Uh, this is the John Riley Project, episode 174. And thanks for being with us. We'll see you later.